0: Welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. We're here for another episode of our mini-series where I tell you what each place to go to an NFL game is like to travel. So this time, it's a bit of a bumper episode. Now, these episodes have been relatively short compared to our normal game reviews, game previews, interviews, etc, etc. But this time, we may have a longer one than normal. I'm not sure how it's going to go, but we may well get an episode bigger than the one we had before. So... The last episode was Chicago, so if you haven't yet checked that one out, do go back and have a listen. But this time, it's the turn of Florida. Now, I went to three games in Florida. So I went to games in Miami, Jacksonville, and Tampa Bay. Now, I thought, rather than having one episode for Miami, one episode for Tampa, and one episode for Jacksonville, I thought I would switch up a little bit and have an episode for the whole of Florida. So I'm going to basically, in this episode... Give you my lowdown of what it's like to be at a game in Miami, things you can do there, things you can do in Jacksonville for a game there, as well as the game itself, and also Tampa Bay. So yeah, this may be longer, and but also it may not, because Miami was very action-packed. But Jacksonville was more of a chilled vibe, you know, a lot of times just relaxing. And then Tampa Bay was a bit of a mixture. So We'll see how it goes. It may well be in two parts, but it will be an hour. We're not sure how it's going to go, but we're going to find out as we go along. So, if you didn't hear in our last episode, um, I mentioned my nightmare journey to get to Miami from Chicago. And basically, I went to the wrong airport. Now, get there very late. I want to say about midnight, maybe one in the morning, uh, maybe even two in the morning. I'm not quite sure. But I remember I get off my plane to Miami, you know, and immediately, this is what you get in especially Florida, especially coming from Chicago and all the aircon on the plane and the airport, etc., etc. When you get out of the airport, the heat just hits you like a rock. And this is the case for every day in, in Florida and particularly Miami. Very, very hot place. And as you'd expect, of course, and I was expecting it, but I think because I, it was so cold in Chicago and so cool on the plane, aircon-wise and also the airport, for the same reason, when you get off the plane, you, it just hits you and you completely forget How hot it is there until you get out. Um, But of course, this was very late. So I had to get an Uber back to the My Airbnb in Miramar in Maui. And this is the tip I'll give everyone, right? This is a very, because this this will help you a lot. Unless you, this might not be as much of a problem for you if you're listening, maybe, I don't know. But so I get, you know, I get to the bit where all the Ubers pick you up. I look at the cost. It's about, $90 Ninety dollars for an uber to get from my airbnb from my airport to the airbnb, but what I did was I walked around a little bit and i found the the greyhound bus stop and i looked got i got the Wi-fi then it was about thirty five to forty dollars now this for me is a massive drop for me for, as you can tell like from to go from ninety to forty five after a five minute walk is just that to shows sometimes how much Taxi drivers can take the liberty a little bit when you get to um, picking passengers up from airports. So yeah, if you are listening and you want to go to game Miami or if you want to go to Miami just for a general holiday, um, I would recommend doing that because it would save you a lot of money, especially if there's a group of you as well. It would save you a fair bit of money. Um, but in terms of that, I mean, this would be the theme of the whole time in, in, um, in Miami especially, but also just general Florida, is that taxis and Ubers are... Very expensive. The place is expensive in general, but the taxis and Ubers cost you a fair bob. Now, this is something that I would say to everyone if you're going to go to Mammy, especially make sure you got the money for it because it's a very, very expensive place. I mean, again, you, you can stay. I mean, I probably in hindsight should have stayed closer to where all people are meeting from Finns Nation UK were going, but at the same time, You know, he's still paying around for taxis and stuff like that. But yeah, even so, just just be wary because taxis can be expensive in Miami. Um, But yeah, of course, I was going to Miami for a game. Of course, being a Dolphins fan, this is especially important to me because I was very much excited to, um, to watch a game, a Dolphins game, for the first time in Miami. You know, I've been to a lot of away games. Went to Cincinnati before this trip. You know, I went to London for a game. So for me, it was all about making the most of really enjoying where I was and really, make, really enjoying my first time watching a Dolphins home game. Um, of course, I was going with a lot of people from Finns Nation UK, which is a, a big Dolphins fan group in the UK that I'm a part of. Uh, that i met up with actually two weekends ago, um, and yeah, it's a very, very—it's a crazy bunch of people, but they're all—they're all very nice, and it's—it's um, it's always a good laugh when you meet up. But that was basically spent of my, of my time in. Miami was spending time with my friends from there. Um, so, the first night, get there, you know, go to sleep for the way because you get. I got in about I want to say four a.m., half three in the morning, and I, I do apologize to, to the Uber driver. I did fall asleep pretty much the entire journey. Um, so you probably didn't get, the I probably didn't get the best review on uh, Uber from him. But yeah, all well, the next day was all about meeting up with the fans and not just Fins Nation UK, but also the Dolphins fan clubs from all over the world. So it was a big, big event on the Saturday night, um, where a lot of Dolphins fans from all over the world, all over America, from the UK, from Mexico, we're all in, in Miami for this one thing. Uh, they do it every year, it's a big fan club weekend where every, every, um, Dolphins fan from different places in the world come down to, um, watch a game. And, um, that was the the main part of my Saturday complete because it was an it was an all-day thing pretty much. It was an all-day thing. Um now I'm gonna quickly get up the name of the place because I've completely forgotten what the um actual place I went to was called. Yeah, I've just found that it was called Bow Campus. Apologies for regular visitors, mammy, um, for my lack of knowledge there. But Bow Campus was the place and you know, Florida. I'll mention Tampa Bay later on, but Florida was amazing for sports bar and Bo Campers was like nothing I'd never seen before because we have sports bar in the UK. I've been to sports bar in Lisbon and places like that, but nothing compares to what I experienced as a sports bar in, Miami, mean, not just because you know I was with friends of mine not just because there was a little sport on and watching the Tennessee Alabama game which is one of the best games I've ever watched um or the out watching in part I wasn't really properly invested uh and yeah I don't know whether it's because there it was a huge raffle as well I'm not quite sure um but the atmosphere I will say it you could argue maybe it was maybe a bit too busy I'm not quite sure um you, you could argue that but either way it was it was just really cool to be in amongst my own fan base. I mean, I've been on this trip for about a month at this point. Um, and, you know, it was a case where, you know, I'd been to a lot of games and being with fans that weren't Dolphins fans, you know, I I'd, I'd mingled in with Seahawks fans, mingled in with Bears fans, Broncos fans, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, even though you, obviously I love watching games, nothing beats watching your team play live. And this goes for any sport. I mean, you, you you always love it more when it's your team involved. And just to be around a lot of fans was always cool because, you know, from a UK point of view, you know, we have these meetups where there's a good 40, 50 of us at, at, at time. And, you know, that's really cool. That's always great. But to be in a place where there's about, I want to say there's about 200 to 300 Dolphins fans all there, uh, had the occasional Vikings fans who the Dolphins were playing on that weekend, they were there as well. But overall, oh it was so nice to be just in and around, almost in and around your people. Um, it, it was fantastic so that was really cool they had a raffle which you know we all pay for in advance in a package sort of like goes with our ticket you get these raffle tickets and the very first raffle that came out I won I mean what are the chances of that I mean some people you know Phil Cooling for example and Donna they bought a lot more than me and I know people like Wally and Wendy bought a lot more than me and I only got I want to say five or six tickets like it was basically the minimum amount and to get the first raffle ticket was amazing and originally i didn't really want it i mean i heard this number called out a few times and then suddenly hit me wait a sec do i have this number and i i'm honest i didn't realize if that all started but when i had started and i heard my number it was brilliant and you know it was quite funny that everyone was just watching me go up on stage and it was a bit like not something i expected but it was really cool to to high five people and go up on stage it was brilliant and i won a signed john offerdow card which for a while i thought i'd lost and then Credit to Martin Lydon uh, of Finstation UK, uh, he had my bag that I I left in Florida, and he had it with him, and he brought it back to me, and I, and I found it. So it is salvaged, and it is sitting proudly in my room, and it's in my eyeline as we speak. Uh, that was brilliant, and the whole day was just fantastic. I mean, station UK is a group where everyone's from different parts of the UK. There's people from Scotland, like Willie and Wendy. There's Martin and his wife Kim from Essex, and you've got Wayne and Kay from Bridgewater and Somerset. Yeah, you've got people from all over the uk and so we only really meet at once or twice a year and f- and i've not seen them um since dublin so about three months so it was really nice to see everyone it was such a nice day it really was um and it really built in nicely till the next day you know i met new people as well um and yeah it was really cool to meet them and then the next day was the day of the game now i have an issue I could not find the life of me, the tailgate. So I missed out on Dolphin's tailgate in Miami, which is, you know, one of my regrets on my trip that I didn't find them. Uh, let me know. I hung around them. Eventually a few of them like Robbie and Lee and Steph before the game. Um, and then in the game itself, I was on my own, but I met some people who knew Finstation UK around me. So yeah, on my own in the game, but then after the game, met up with everyone, had a photo, went on the field as well. Um, that was a really cool experience before then spending the rest of the day with Lee, Martin, and Tim. But of course, going back to the game and the stadium itself. And but yeah, the stadium itself, if I'm honest, I wasn't going into the game, the stadium, you know, the game at the stadium, thinking that I'm going to one of the best stations. Because, you know, I was realistic. You know, I loved I love things like Lambert Field, Arrowhead, ATT, US Bank. And I wasn't I've never really thought of Hard Rock being the best stadium. Now it was for me, the atmosphere. I don't think it was great. If I'm honest with you, I've said this before on our YouTube channel, where I go from each stage and I rank them um, on our our Euro trips, but if I'm honest, the atmosphere was not great. And, you know, it was a good game. There was better atmosphere for the Bears commanders on the following few days before that. And, you know, that was a, that was a terrible game, but I will say there were quite a lot of empty seats where I was, um, there wasn't much noise going on. I mean, when they scored touchdowns, I mean, it was fantastic. And so seeing my favourite player, Mike Gazicki, score two touchdowns in that game and seeing both happen in my end, I believe it was as well. And to see all the Dolphins fans around me celebrating and cheering on, hearing the Dolphins fight song when he scored a touchdown was brilliant. And there was a point in the game where we thought we could even stage a late comeback, but it didn't happen, sadly. It was a loss. But the stage itself was nice to look at. It was, you know, again, it's not, something that blows you way, like the likes of, you know, Lambo and, and Arrowhead and things like that, but, but it, it was still a nice stadium. Um, I That's where I'd usually be nice, but I'd say Montezu, i love to have gone before the renovation because I feel like looking at old clips, there probably was more character back then. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not against a stadium revamp for Montezu. It's not, it's still good. And I would, hands down, go again. I would go as much as I can because it's seeing a team at home and all that—it's—it's it's great in that sense, but and of course, it's not—you're not, not going to be cold and freezing your butt off. So it's good in that sense, but yeah, I'm not setting off. I'm not, I don't think it's a stage that blows you away. But this is where the fun starts. So I mentioned before that I'd not seen anyone all day apart from briefly Robbie Stephen Lee, and then after the game, I managed to get into the bus, um, and I was in with, with Tim Lee and Martin from Finns Nation UK, and we spent the evening together. So we watched the games, had some food. Uh, and when watching Bills Chiefs Arrowhead uh, on TV, watching all the games. Uh, and then, yeah, um, but I was not expecting to be doing going to the Folder Keys that week, but I ended up going. Martin and Lee, very kindly, and Wayne and Kay, very kindly invited me to join them for the week um, in Folder Keys, which again, I wasn't expecting because, you know, as much as we were friends and we always met up in social events, it's another level then. Inviting someone for the whole week to stay with you. But I've got to really thank Wayne, Kay, Martin and everyone else because, and Lee and Tim, because it was so nice of them to invite me. And I had a whale of a time. Um, it was such a fantastic week. And it was as well, because we, we met at these events where really, you're only really meeting up drinking. And, and there's so, so many of you, you're going from person to person mingling. You had not really at that point got to know them all well. I, I met them I knew well enough, but it was, the week I had them at Florida Keys it was a real good chance for me to properly get to know them. And oh, I was such a blast. It really was fun. I mean, every day was filled with stuff to do. It was absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's, um, Florida Keys is about, I want to say, a uh, maybe four to six hour drive from from Hollywood in Florida to, um, to uh, Florida Keys. So there you was, know, as you would do on most road trips, you would stop off at different points in the way. So there was, um, different places we stopped off and one was like really cool because we had like a little bit where you could feed the fishes feed the pelicans and stuff like that uh you know and that was really cool um back in not pelicans we didn't feed them we weren't allowed to but you know we were we were allowed to We go on the go around the sea and around the sort of river and around the, around the water and just see all the wildlife on display and it was um that was really cool um really fun experience and then yeah we arrived i want to say about feel four in the afternoon you know we get to our um where we're staying our um hotel and yeah really really nice area um i mean if you like your beaches like your like those kind of holidays Florida Keys is the must and i know a few others went there as well um it's a real real cool um side sort of area and we did so much fun stuff we did a cruise like a, not really a cruise more like a ferry um going around the sea that was really cool there were bars and there's food downstairs as well um there was so much fun stuff you can do it in in florida keys there's memorabilia shops and there's loads of live bars in the evening there's um you know there's um sloppy joes which um you know someone i met out there for the first time gary um he took us to and yeah i'm you know i'm a of live music events i mean there's we, we went to two different types of live music events into we one where it's was one guy on his own and he talked to the audience sort of after each song and other ones where it was a live band they had a set of different bands on throughout the evening and that's the kind of one i preferred. sloppy joe's is my favorite of the two um and yeah there was some real real fun stuff there um and it was just a crazy place i mean summer stuff it was close to halloween at that point as well it was around i want to say the 20 20th or 18th or 19th of of october so it was about a week before but i mentioned before in the minnesota episode where they were planning a month in advance of halloween and um the week before everything was just halloween everywhere and nighttime was there's you know, some things which you know are were probably not suitable for podcasts in terms of some of the things i saw around me at nighttime, but uh, it was just a crazy, crazy experience, and yeah, fun again, fun to be with um, all the all the people I was with, like the likes of Martin, Wayne, Kay, Tim and Lee, Um we, we did some really fun stuff, um, you know, drinks in the evening, food out every day, and the food was just unbelievable. Uh, everywhere, you, every, everywhere you went for food, it was just such good quality food, and uh, yeah, and also in the daytime, we went to watch Liverpool West Ham one day in a sports bar, had some good food there. Uh, of course, Tim was our all our, our, his is from the area, so he was very much t- showing us where to go. He drove us as well to Florida Keys. So big, big shout out to Tim. Um, it was yeah, just a brilliant, brilliant experience. And it's um, that was basically a week of our time there. There was days where we just chilled by the pool. One in the evening, did stuff. It was a really, really fun experience. And um, you know, I wish I could be there longer. Buy places to be? Um, so that was really where the next. Um oh before before we go on to the next place, um we did go to a restaurant called Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill, which if you don't know the name is, he is a former Dolphins head coach, more known for his time in Dallas, uh, won a few seat bowls of them. But he has built a restaurant in um in Florida and we had some food there. There was some again some music going on, even some magicians, and even very kindly they bought me a t shirt uh, for I think it was about ten dollars for t shirt. Um yeah, they bought me a t shirt as well. So yeah, it was a really fun week with 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 those guys. It was it was brilliant. And I know they'll be listening. And I just want to say to them that just a huge thank you once again for inviting me because I had such a good time. Uh, the course at some point had to end. They stayed on a few days longer. I went to Jacksonville for Maui. So this is something I wouldn't do again. A 10 hour train from Miami to Jacksonville is not something I would recommend on my worst enemy because I mentioned Chicago to Kansas City. Sorry, vice versa. Kansas City to Chicago, seven hours is absolutely fine. But my issue was that I, what I got in Chicago and the journey to there was that it was all in light, so you got to see all these amazing scenery, and that's why I bought trains because I thought I've seen some train journeys online. The views you get, I thought I'm going to see real America here, uh, but I didn't get that because most of the journey, it was either getting dark or dark. So, so you know, I, um see so yeah, I basically didn't really take this into account when I booked time. Basically, most of my journey, I was spending it in the dark so that was a downside because i would only really have basically 10 hours spent most of it was spent watching something on my ipad or it it just wasn't quite what i thought it was going to be but you know 10 hours seemed long at a time but you know looking back at it um i should have got a flight but at the same time i did it and i can say i've done that you know i passed orlando on the way there but again it was so dark i couldn't see any of the famous disney world stuff if i even was any was near any of them um, but yeah, I mentioned before that it was a very chilled um, experience in um, Jacksville. And again, I had a great time in Florida Keys, but it was it was very much uh, a lot of stuff to do each day. So I had a few days just to chill in Jacksonville, with the exception of watching the game in Jacksonville. So um, that was really what I spent on the first day. I mean, I got there on the Friday um Saturday I I just chilled if I'm honest with you I got there very late on the Friday night um and yeah then on the Saturday itself I didn't do a lot I just I used it as a chance to get some articles done um I use it as a chance to do a lot of stuff in um in that in that day just and I remember very kindly I've got to really credit the host Corey um out of all the hopes I had in my three-month trip, he was by far the best. He was such a cool bloke and he very kindly allowed me to use his TV in his lounge for a lot of different sports and stuff. I remember watching Dolphin Steelers on the Sunday night on his TV, but on that Saturday I watched the football. So yeah, obviously, if you aren't aware, obviously five hours behind at that point. So we were watching Premier League games about, well, the first game was on at 7am and that was Liverpool, Nottingham Forest. Um, I did get up for it, but sadly, didn't have for that game the right channel. So I ended up just having to check, check if through my phone and stuff like that. And sad that, that I didn't actually watch in the end. But um, yeah, call Corey let me use that. And then next day, and that day, of course, I watched Man City. I think it was against Brighton, Arsenal, Southampton. And then I think, I'll say it was Manu against Chelsea. Um, I can't even remember what the game was now. But we actually watched that together. So he yeah, had another guy, and I've forgotten his name. I'm sorry for this. But uh, the three of us watched the game together. Um, There was drama at the end, I believe. I think there's a VAR or penalty or something, but yeah, that day was very chilled. And um, I remember I needed, I I needed to have a a day off from eating out because that that does add up. What I thought it added up at the time, but looking back at it, the actual cost of supermarkets, especially in Florida, and were as much as what it'd be in a restaurant. I mean, I was lazy i used a uber service so i got my groceries um my shopping sent to me rather than going out to get them um so i cooked tea that evening and just relaxed but uh, cory we'd both i was talking about oh i found something sweet you know so <laughs> me and cory he drove us both to a local Publix, which is a big supermarket in florida and he basically we both got ice cream which is it's quite funny looking back at it um, so that was really cool and then we just sat there watched a bit of TV together and then in the evening I did my own thing so I got some washing done um, and whilst I do I watched some TV in my room um, even I had a FaceTime with, with my friend Adam um, and then yeah that was my Saturday done and then Sunday we, um, I went to the game CIA Bank Field again going back to Corey he did give me a lift to the stage him very kind of him he was going to watch the games with his friends in the bar. So he couldn't drive me back because he was drinking, but he drove me there. And then off. he's a big Washington Commanders fan. So he watched their game in the bar. And I went to watch Jacksonville Jaguars take on the New York Giants. Um, you know, I was ticking off team team by team who I'd seen in Jags. It's my first time seeing them play. I'd seen the Jags play a few times in London before that. Uh, so I remember watching, thinking I'm watching Giants for the first time. And stage myself surprised me. Now, for me, this was not one I was looking looking at thinking I really want to go here. It was mainly because I was already going to Miami. I thought, you know what? I'm already here and I want to see, basically, the, the big attraction for me was the pool. So if you don't know the story, there was a swimming pool in the VIP section at TIA Bankfield. It used to be called Everbankfield. It's now changed names. Uh, I don't know whether it will change again when they do build, uh, re- revamp it even more. I think it's like a billion dollar project from side, um, from Shaq Khan. Um, but um so yeah I wasn't really expecting much when I got there um you know very easy to get to in terms of uh traffic was awful but obviously very handy that I got um a lift but on the way back it was not easy to get back home at all there was no taxi service anywhere near um and taxis were really hard to get um but yeah you get to get to the stadium, you know I'm not expecting much I, I'm looking forward to seeing giants more than anything else uh and then when I walk in you, you basically, I mentioned before that, you can see a lot of the stadium before you go in. Uh, this time you couldn't, and that's part from little gaps where you could see the whole stadium, and I got to the little gap between escalators and stairs, etc, etc, and I found across, I, I all saw, I saw the players were walking in, w- walking out, I should say, so, so the, the Giants players went out, and I heard the noise about the Giants fans and the Giants players came on the field, and then I remember then getting ready for the Jags players to come on the field, and one thing I loved, which I wasn't expecting, which is why good part in why i thought this was way better than i thought it was going to be uh they start playing gangster's paradise but like you know the slow version you have on tiktok these days where it builds up um and yeah that was really really cool and that really built up the game for me really built it up got me really hyped for the game um and yeah yeah after that I walked to my seat and the seat they had were incredible i mean higher but it was sort of almost on a half line, just a bit to the right on the on the corner flag, but you, I was very near the um the, the pool, which I've got a problem with. Like not a problem with the actual pool, brilliant concept in that. I would love to one day watch a game in that pool, but I was you know there was times where I was having a little glance, a uh, little glance at the the fans whilst I was, I was filming for vlogs, but I was also having a little glance whilst doing so. And these fans were not watching the game whatsoever. Now, I get there's a pool there. Some people might be a way of going there. If you've got a friend of you who wants to go more than you, you're not really bothered, but you've got a pool. I I get why maybe that would draw you in and maybe you could have a good time as friends. But if you're there to watch a game, and this is my problem as well with having the nightclub in Vegas, the new Vegas stadium, is that why why go in there? Why pay all the money for VIP when you're not going to watch a game? Because you can go to a pool anywhere in America, like anywhere in the world, most places have a, have a swimming pool, especially in Florida. Most houses have a pool of some sort, you know. And so I just don't get why you go to a stadium, right, and not actually watch the game. And I don't get it. And these people obviously were seemingly far more interested in getting drunk than actually watching the game. And it just seems a waste. There's people there who probably wanted to go in the pool who weren't allowed to, who couldn't get in the pool because it was too busy. And in the end, yeah, for me, I think it's a great concept, but I think you need to have people there who actually want to watch the game because. The actual pool there's like a glass bit obviously stopping going from going overboard and the water going overboard but you can see the whole the, the whole of the field so it's not as if it's like a enclosed section where the views were blocked you've got literally almost one of the apart from the boxes one of the best views you can have in the entire stage and where any sports watch a game in a pool with that view it must be incredible and i would love to do it one day. But it's not even watching a game is something that I would never really agree with. And I think that it's just wasting your money, to be honest with you. Um but yeah, apart from the other things I noticed, um, in terms of the stadium itself, uh, you can actually watch red zone in between plays. Um, after I thought all the best things because Dolphins were playing um later on, unfortunately, but in terms of watching the other games, it was just really cool just to watch them. Um whilst wow. so you know, sometimes you know especially, you know, at that point my money was getting less and less, and I was getting more and more conscious about what I spend and I only got up once for food so I was very much like looking for something to and I knew I had food waiting for me when I got in like leftovers from the day before when I bought the food from the Uber um so yeah it was very much like I was looking for something to do in between plays to have reds in there was just brilliant because it made the whole day seem so seamless, seamless and it just went so quickly which is good and bad I hate it when time flies by but it made it fly by because I was such a cool thing to have in a stadium and yeah, this stage was the most out of all the ones I went to. The one that most surprised me in terms of not expecting it to be that good, um, and it was brilliant. And the game itself was also really good, which helped as well. It was a fantastic game. It went down right to the wire. There was two point conversion attempts. There was a last second stop near the goal line. It was just, it was everything one from a game. It's there, and I got to credit the Giants fans because they were the most in your face but most funnest fan base. It was. They were they were loud. They were energetic. They were constantly, you know, constantly talking about the game. It, it, they were. Uh, I think for me, they were probably my favorite fan base out of all the ones I was with, with the exception of my own the Dolphins fan base. But of all the ones I like, I went to, since the fans being around them, um, in, in a game, by far the Giants for me stood out. They were the best. You know, and when they won the game as well, they were they were chanting, it was either six or seven and one. They're going six and one, six and one. So yeah, the fans were. Ten out of ten, brilliant, chef's kiss. Um, but one of the best things to me after the game was something I never expected to be seeing. So I walked out the stadium. You know, I was piling on. I was looking at Uber prices, trying to find the Uber point. And the next thing I know, I see, I see the massive crowd around this one area. I'm thinking, what is this? So I get down, and you know, I'm looking at the fans. I'm, I I wasn't close enough to anyone to really know what's going on. And next thing I know, I see Graham Gano. There with his family, and there was a bunch of people, and then it hit me: this must be the family bit. So I ended up being staying there for a good hour or two, waiting for these players to come out, and that was brilliant because I saw so many players that were there. I mentioned Graham Gano. I saw Jamie Gillen, of course, a punter from Scotland, um, and then having a chat with the families. Then the big boys came out. You know, uh, Daniel Jones was the first one big name to come out, and of course, at that point, there were still doubts about whether he was the guy in New York. Back then, they weren't doing too well. So they were doing well, but it, no one really thought it was down to him. I don't think, I think people were still, even though he was doing well, I think people were still hesitant as to whether he is the guy or not. Um, I think this this win may, may have gone a big part to helping that. But, you know, there's other players that came on the field as well. Uh, Dexter Lawrence was there. Leonard Williams. Kayvon Thibodeau came up. And, you know, all these players like that... Um, I mean, first of all, they're absolutely massive I mean, That's no shock to anyone, really. But you know, you see them on the pads, and you think, you know, ah, oh, they're going to be, you know, not as big without pads, but they're still big boys. They're still massive, and yeah, that was that was really cool. But then, of course, the big name, the big attraction, was Saquon Barkley when he came on the field. I do, I remember it was a bit quiet. People were wondering where they could be. I remember seeing D- D- Brian Dayball go past, and you know, all people like that. But people people were still wondering, is Saquon going to come out, and is he? Is he, is he gone already? Is he not? And then next thing I know, I see a massive crowd of people all running to the same spot, and I see just a big commotion. And next thing I know, I'm seeing Saquon Barkley walking around with his guesting security team, or maybe teammates. I'm not sure, but there was just so many people there, and that was that was really really cool because it was obviously he's a big guy, he's a big star. Like Daniel Jones got very much a lot of love, but you know Saquon Barkley. Was the guy, and um, there was just so much love from the fans. It was, um, you know, and you—you you, you saw sort of like he almost shrunk into the hole a little bit because so so many people around him. He's not the tallest guy in the world either. So many were walking around him, were 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 just crowding around him, and you know that must be so surreal for a player, but. Yeah, that was a really cool thing to experience. And I, you know, if you haven't yet watched our YouTube video where I go to the stadium, you can actually see it on the channel. I've put some of the videos on that channel for you. So yeah, if you haven't yet, do check out that video and do don't forget to like and subscribe if you haven't already to our channel on Euro Trips. Um and yeah, that was one of the funnest things I did after a game out of anything. Um but yeah, that was my next day in Jacksonville done pretty much. I got back, you know um because that this was the first lot of games there was still another lot of games still to go so you know i got back around about half time i'd say of the next lot of games and watching the 49ers play can't remember who they played um yeah, that was the rest of the evening done to so did that and then watched dolphin steelers which i know i mentioned before i was with you know, martin and wayne and lee and tim and kay um they were all at that game as well and so they spent, they spent an extra week there. Um, I think Wayne and Kay actually spent um, another week or two in in Florida just experiencing different parts. But then the next day was one of my favourite days which didn't involve sport. It was such a nice little cute day because I had one day left in Jacksonville. So I was there on a Monday. I was leaving on a Tuesday to go to Tampa Bay. Um, so that was my day just to really explore Jacksonville. So my last day, I remember on the weekend that I was there, Corey said to me, if you ever want to use my bike, let me know. So I thought to myself, what can I do? And there were some really cool things I ended up doing on that day. And I found I found them online. Things like, you know, Hannah Park was one I went to. Atlantic Beach was one. And I could see like, public transport was not Florida's forte. Now, I'll mention Tampa Bay later on. That was the worst example. But just general Florida in, in, all, in all. I mean, I didn't really use it in, in Miami because I was using a lot of Uber's. Um, and also then the the five days I was in following the keys we were using Tim's car so I didn't really get a chance to really properly look into the public transport, I'd assume that it'd be no different to Cincinnati or no different to Minnesota but yeah, for a place so big, have buses so irregularly it's not good really it was not the best in that sense but that's by the by um, so on that last day in, in Jacksonville, I thought you know what I've not done a lot here and I want a way where I can explore it without spending loads of money. So I basically let me use his bike um, and the whole day I spent riding around Jackersville on a bicycle, which was, I think one of my, one of my favorite things I did that wasn't, you know, proper like well-known sightseeing landmark or going to a game. Um, to explore so much, I mean, there was, you walk around and everywhere you look, there's these amazing scenery, amazing views I mean, the first stop was Atlantic Beach, which is, I think, about a half-an-hour cycle, maybe 25-minute cycle. Um, well, no, sorry, not Atlantic Beach. That was the next stop. But the first stop was Hannah Park. So, yeah, that was the first real stop. But Atlantic Beach was the destination I was going to end at. Um, so you walk in, you know, um, f- we saw you're cycling from Airbnb to... Um, Hannah Park. I, mean, I know I've cycled in years. I mean, The last time I cycled was probably about 10 years before this. or I maybe mean, nine years before when I went to Centre Park because of the family. Um, you know, I had no real recent experience in cycling. So I was a bit worried about you know, because I'm not a hint to say it. It took me to ask 10 to learn to ride a bike. So I'm not the best like this in the world. And I have to apologise to Corey that I did, I think I did break his bike because all his ladders didn't adjust the seat properly because the seat was not working for half the journey. So, you know, by the end of the the trip, my my backside was not in, not in a good way after that, after that cycle. It was really, really took it out of me that day. I was absolutely knackered when I got in. But yeah, the cycle to Atlantic Beach, which stopped off at Hannah Park, I mean, the views you were getting on the way to Hannah Park were sensational. I mean, every you turn, there's this view, there's that view. It was a warm day. You know, it was sunny, but it was a nice little cool breeze. It wasn't that bad. I mean, I've been to Thailand recently. That was humid. Um, even the UK, even right now, actually, it's raining outside, but it's still absolutely humid here in the UK. But back then, there was no real places I went to, apart from maybe Miami, that were that humid. The, I think this, being by near lake, being near water, helped the breeze, you know, come through to us and you know help it become far more um, manageable to be around. And I think at that point as well, I've been in Florida for about a week and a half. At that point, I got I got used to it. Um, there yeah, you're seeing wildlife everywhere, you're seeing trees, lakes, water fountains. So everywhere, everywhere you go, there's such a nice view. And you know, had some food on the way, um, went to Arby's, which had a, lot, has a bad rep, uh, but I found it was it was quite nice. But yeah, stopped off first Hannah Park before Arby's. Um and yeah, that was that was brilliant. You know, you cycle around and also you get time to sit down as well, sit on the bench, look over the view. And you know, I wish I'd seen, I'd been no longer really taken in because I'd not really seen a place since that was like this. Um, very, very, a bit like Centre Parks, if I'm honest with you, a bit like Centre Parks. You know, you've got a cycle, you've got um, lakes everywhere, and everywhere you walk, you've got an amazing view. Um, but yeah, did that for a while. Again, I think it's about a $3 entry, but I, again, somehow managed to get in for free. I don't know how I managed to get away with a lot of this. Um, but yeah, did that. Hannah Park was great. Cycled around there, got some great pictures, and then I then cycled on then to Atlantic Beach, which again was about another forty to fifty minutes. So it was a long, a long day, a long journey. You had to cycle there, um, but you know once you get there, it's brilliant. I mean, it's a beach where my I will say favorite. I'm not again I mentioned before. I'm not really a big beach guy, but this was a beach that I could get on board with because. There were restaurants around it as well, so it wasn't just a beach. You know, you could sit down, but it was, it was, the sand was soft at anything. Like it was a real nice beach to walk on. Uh, no pebbles, anything like that. But yeah, then this, you walk around, and there's there's restaurants everywhere. There's places to get food, and yeah, you're just walking. You're just walking around there on carrying your bike around, or your... are at that point. I parked my bike or locked it in a certain point, just walked around the beach for a while. And that was, that was brilliant. That was awesome, I thought. I just walking around there, and you're going to get some food later on, you know, doing all this, um, and you know, having, having a few bites to eat. And yeah, it was, again, if you like your beaches, i say this is one of the best ones to go to because you get the restaurants as well on top of that. Um, and yeah, you can do a lot, you can do a lot. I, I believe there's also a hotel you can stay at right on the beach as well. So if you, if you like your beaches and you want to, not Have to walk far to, or travel far to get there, then this is the one for you. But that was when my time in Jacksonville ended. Um, so I got the train the next day, delayed by three hours, which made it from a seven hour journey to a ten from a five hour journey to an eight hour journey. Um, but no, you get there, got there mid of the day, it was a really early train, it was meant to leave at eight, seven o'clock in the morning, didn't leave till 10 um so yeah you know, i still managed to get there at a decent time you know i arrived in tampa around i believe it's about half five half four in the afternoon um and yeah stayed in a place called brandon and again a very cool airbnb you know it was a nice area buses were weren't regular but they arrived when they were meant to arrive and they it was very much even though they weren't regular one I had from certainly where I was staying in Tampa in Brandon, very much it arrived when it was meant to and it always came, but would would like to be in more than just every two hours. Um, but, you know, that was my my first day in Tampa. Um, I did, you know, got some shopping, got some essentials like toiletries, a um, bit of food. but And the food was, I will say it was, it was horrendous and yeah, it was uh, the last stuff I was getting, which I knew I hated, but it was cheap and I bought something I I bought like a takeaway Chinese from there, like a little Chinese ready meal. It was not nice. Pizza was horrible as well. Um so my my diet was firstly not, not very healthy, but also I didn't really enjoy my food in Tampa when I did eat in the evening. But um had some great food in the daytime when I went to explore Tampa. So for example, my first day, you know, I went to explore historic I think it's called E or Y I'm not quite sure how you pronounce it, but That was one of the things that, you know, TripAdvisor told you to go to, you know. Um, And, you know, that was a bit of a walk to get there. You know, you're walking past Palm River, uh, and then next thing you know, you're there. Um, I got the bus to get there from from Brandon. And, yeah, very, very cool. It's a a bit like New Orleans in terms of there's a lot going on there, but historical landmarks and historical buildings. Um, and there were some really nice buildings, just cool buildings to take pictures of. You know, I went to, even though I, don't, I do not smoke, but I went to Chicago's first cigar factory, um, which was there. A lot of cool cigars there, of course, as you'd expect. Um, and just every around Ebor was just um, brilliant. There's a lot of historical things. So I know, for example, Saul mentioned that it was the, someone called it the birth of mutual aid societies in America. And there was a banner about that as well, a little sign about it, but, yeah, they love industrial stuff going on there, some historical buildings and you know, even though there's a lot of things that I, you know, wouldn't choose to go to myself, it was really nice just to experience it. But like when I went to Indianapolis and went to Benjamin Harrison, the presidential site, you know, that's not a place that I'm going to, you know, ecstatic and excited to go to. Somebody I think you just have to go to just to experience it and just say you've seen it and just to get some culture uh, in your in your system. Um, but yeah, that was really most of my first half of my day was spent. And of course, you know, I could have done it when we look back, like it was raining at the train station. So I could have done it when I arrived, but I was tired from the journey after the delay. I had my bag on me, my back was killing. And I thought, you know what? I'll do this tomorrow. Which I'm glad I did in a way, because I don't think I'd have enjoyed that walk anywhere near as much as I would have if I, if I had done it on the same day. Um, But yeah, that's really where the journey carried on. Then I went from ebor city to downtown um you know saw some cool buildings there was a lot of Tampa Bay lightning stuff going on there and of course I managed to end up being where the f- infamous Tom Brady um Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl parade boat trip happened where you know where he he threw the Super Bowl from one boat to the other um so saw all of that was you know you're walking through downtown you're seeing building after building palm tree after palm tree water after walker there's parks everywhere there's um a lot of stuff going on there and you now i went towards the um the, the hillsborough river which and plant park which are all very nice and the, the waterfront park especially was brilliant and it's hard to describe that you actually being there but the walk you have to start it's like a little small little narrow bridge which goes sort of over the water so again the river walk was brilliant um you see much stuff. It's really nice, nice, cool little walk. Um, and, yeah, you walk past there. Very big place. There's a lot of stuff you can do there. You know, you walk, I walk past the university at one point as well. Um, yeah, and that was pretty much my day wrapped up. So, yeah, you know, I did that, um, walked around, got my journey back, and that was it, really. Um, I did the next day go to me. I think Indianapolis runs it close For me. I think the best sports bar I went to in in America is called Hat Tricks. my plan was I wanted to watch um Liverpool's Champions League game, which never happened in the end because the bar I was at were only showing the main game uh, they were showing it like sort of like goals packages rather than like when a goal came in or a chance went in, they would show that. But the main game they were showing were I believe it was Barcelona when they got knocked out of the, of the of the Champions League, or maybe it was the one where they almost got knocked out. And... But either way, that was a really cool sports bar. Met a guy called Tim there, who um, has since subscribed to the podcast. So if you're listening, Tim, it was great to meet you. Um, yeah, I had a good time watching with him, watched all the games. The food was brilliant. Um, I mean, I imagine it, it's meant to be a really good bar for watching ice hockey in. So imagine... With all the stuff going on with the Tampa Bay Lightning, how good they are at the moment, all the signs around this, near where I was. Um, I imagine when a game's on there, it's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I'd probably say looking back at maybe Indianapolis does beta, but even so, nevertheless, it's still you know, an amazing bar. Um, food was okay there. Um still good, but you know, I think I've had I've had better food. But um that was really cool. And that was the uh, sortomy my next day sort of sorted um and yeah that was really um what I did that day until i then you know hung around in the evening um went to the Cheesecake factory had some food there um you know i it's uh that was definitely more of a chill day um you know but that was around um six and then you know that was all on the same day. Actually, looking back at it, it was all the same day. My memory is completely passed by. It was the same day. So I did all that, all that in the same day. So I did the river walk. I did the walk around Ebor. You know, I did the I did the time at hat and the sports bar. And then I went to um you know, and then I went to then I went to Cheesecake Factory and had some food and then went home. Um so that was a really long, lengthy day. And, of course, the next day was all about the Buccaneers game I went to, which was them against the Baltimore Ravens. Again, two more teams kicked off the list in the Buccaneers and Ravens. Um, And, yeah, of course, went there. Again, it was a day where I, because I got back so late, I got up fairly late, around about 11 o'clock in the morning. And I just used a chance to chill because I knew I was going to be out and about until at least 11 11 p.m. or midnight. Um, So I thought, you know, I'm going to chill today. Caught up on some TV watch some YouTube, do some articles, do some podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that was really what I did the following, um, the following morning, really. And I got the bus down there. had a bit of an issue where I was meant to be doing Channel 5 work with Corey, but my bus down there got so delayed, I, got, I, I ended up having to get an Uber there, which you know, cost me too much money for what I should have done. Um, and, yeah, just then spent the next day, spent the then journey down there, uh, waiting for the traffic to die down and got to the stadium and yeah, it was pretty much. Um, it it wasn't the one that blew me away, but wasn't one that I thought was rubbish. It was um, great pregame stuff, like Denver, brilliant pregame stuff again. Thursday night football, prime time. They made it special. The whole stadium just turned to like a luminous red. It, it was it was awesome. Um, but yeah, had that. Of course, it was. We've seen Tom Brady for the second time in my my lifetime. I went to Boston in 2019 for a game. Um again I'd love to have done a um a sort of a I may sort of an episode for that, I'm not too sure because that was not really part part of the trip. That was um a long time ago. and um, my memory is even worse than it is with it with this trip. Um but yeah, the game itself was was not great. I didn't think, think that both teams weren't great. The Ravens did win in the end, so I am 0-2 watching Tom Brady play live, which Slot Dolphins found who maybe listen to his podcast. Sounds sounds good, right? Yeah, it sounds good. Um but yeah, no, um, for me, I was, I was actually cheering on the Buccaneers, not because of Brady, but because of the fact that, um, you know, Raven's an AFC team and like were a team that, you know, we thought would be contending with the Dolphins for playoff spots. So any chance for an AFC team to not get wins would be more than welcome. Um, but yeah, Buccaneers Stadium with Raymond James Stadium was 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 good, but not great, if that makes any sense to anyone. Um, again, if you're a Buccaneers fan, I would say go. I know firing a cannon stuff is really cool for the game that was probably of fa- favorite part of the, of the game was the the pregame stuff and I mentioned that the luminous red when they fired a cannon out the pirate ship that was that was really cool um but i would say that um Tampa bay is good but i wouldn't say it's worth going out your way to go to if you're in Florida anyway you can probably get to tampa quite easily from from Miami um if you get a flight or something like that but um I wouldn't say tampa is the best place for a visit, but at the same time, you know, sport-wise, you've got a covered, you've got the Lightning, you've got the, the Rays around baseball, you got, obviously, the Buccaneers. So, yeah, and it's, um, yeah, it's it's nice. It's nice, but I think I preferred Jacksonville the most out of those two. I think Miami was good, but I enjoyed Fodder Keys, because I was with friends. I don't think I'd enjoyed it as much if I was on my own, but if I enjoyed Jacksonville very much on my own. Um, so, yeah, that was... Howard Rankin, probably Jacksonville, um, probably for places alone. Jacksonville, then Florida, then Miami slash Florida Keys, but then and then Tampa. But if I'm going for purely my overall experience, it'll be Miami slash Florida Keys, number one. Jacksonville, number two, and Tampa, three. So, yeah, I'm not giving the best of you for Tampa Bay here, but I think there's definitely enough stuff you can do that you'd enjoy. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I do question why, apart from the game, also I know why, because the game itself was Brady against Rogers, but I... I do question why Kay and Dan Fletcher took the fans to that place because I didn't see much sightseeing there. If I'm honest with you, but at the same time, maybe there's something I missed that I that they saw that I liked, or maybe they're just wide differently to myself. But that will be where I ended today. Um, in this longer longer episode than normal for these mini series I'm doing. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it first of all. Um, and let me know if you can, what you think of my episodes so far, if you're liking them, any improvements you'd make. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share the word of this podcast to friends of yours that are interested in the NFL and do want to go to a game as well. Um, But yeah, we are back for another episode coming up soon, which will be New Orleans, as I made the move from the state of Florida to the state of Louisiana. Hope you guys enjoy. I've been Andy. This has been the CrossPod podcast, and I'll see you guys next time.